Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. It's Thursday, November 2nd. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. In today's PDB, as IDF and Palestinian casualties mount in the Gaza ground offensive, we turn our focus to what life might look like after Hamas. Remember that the IDF's objective here is to ensure that Hamas never again has the ability to govern Gaza or threaten Israel in the future. Later in the program, I'll clarify why reports suggesting Yemen has declared war on Israel aren't entirely accurate, and provide updates on hundreds of Americans stranded in Gaza. Lastly, a new group of foreign nationals is making the perilous trek to the United States, and surprisingly, they're not from south of the border. I'll tell you who they are in the back of the brief. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. As the Israeli ground offensive moves deeper into Gaza, the strategies and objectives behind Israel's approach are becoming clearer. Contrary to some predictions of a headlong thrust into the Palestinian enclave, the Israel Defense Forces are taking a measured approach. Videos and images surfacing from Gaza show the IDF methodically encircling Gaza City, one of the enclave's largest population hubs, and looking to cut the Gaza Strip in half, right above the declared evacuation zone boundary. Now, tragically, the human cost is continuing to rise. Over the past two days, the number of Israeli soldiers who have lost their lives in the Gaza Strip has increased to 16. In a notable development, during its operation in the Jabalia refugee camp in northern Gaza, the IDF took over a significant Hamas military position and managed to eliminate the commander of Hamas's Jabalia brigade. On the other side, Hamas remains defiant. Ghazi Hamad, a high-ranking member of Hamas's political bureau, issued a pointed message to Israel. He stated, quote, We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again, end quote. Now, Hamad was referring to the brutal Hamas attacks of 7 October, stating that they would continue their efforts until Israel was destroyed. Now, with statements like that, it should be evident to anyone that a return to the status quo with Hamas at the helm seems untenable. Hamas is being clear. They will not stop their terrorism until Israel is no more. 
I suppose, in a way, you could at least give credit to Hamas for being honest about their intentions. They aren't shying away from what they want. Unlike the anti-Israel protesters on, example, U.S. college campuses and various cities around the country, those mobs wave their banners calling for an end to the Jewish state, but want you to believe that they aren't anti-Semitic bigots. Now, the conflict does raise a question. If the IDF is successful, what comes after Hamas? A recent report by Bloomberg suggests that both the U.S. and Israel are currently pondering the post-Hamas future for the Gaza Strip. One of the proposals on the table is the potential deployment of a multinational force, and that could involve American troops. Among the scenarios being discussed, one idea is to create a peacekeeping force, similar to the Multinational Force and Observers, or the MFO. For those unfamiliar, the MFO is a global peacekeeping entity tasked with monitoring the Sinai Peninsula. It ensures both Egypt and Israel adhere to the Camp David Accords and the subsequent peace treaty. The MFO is not a part of the United Nations, and it's comprised of forces from 13 nations, including the U.S., Australia, France, and Canada. Another possible route is placing Gaza under the temporary stewardship of the United Nations. A precedent for this is the UN Temporary Administration in eastern Slavonia, Baranya, and western Sirmia between 1996 and 1998. It was established after the Yugoslav Wars to ensure that the region's smooth transition back to Croatia. Another instance is the United Nations Transitional Authority in Cambodia, where the UN played a role in restoring stability and governance following years of conflict. Now, mind you, these are just what-if scenarios being considered by U.S. and Israeli officials. It's a big assumption to say that Hamas will be, in fact, removed. The reality is international pressure and condemnation of Israel's response to having its citizens slaughtered is growing. And yes, it's strange to have to say that sentence. The U.S. is definitely leaning in on Israel, pressuring them to consider a ceasefire. Now, the Biden White House is attempting a very delicate maneuver here, professing unequivocal support for Israel while also attempting to placate the Arab world and international community by expressing deep concern for the Palestinians and also decrying civilian casualties. The Biden administration is in what pundits like to call a pickle. All right. To be fair, very few pundits use that phrase, but it's definitely a pickle. If they're seen as being too supportive of Israel during this conflict, well, they risk angering a key voting bloc heading into the 2024 election, and that would be the youth vote. Make no mistake, the average American looks at the pro-Hamas protests on college campuses by entitled young people and thinks, well, what the hell is wrong with these people? The Biden White House and Democrat strategists, they look at the young people protesting and barely hiding their anti-Semitic attitudes, and they think, wow, we don't want to risk losing their vote by being overly supportive of Israel. So they need to be pro-Israel, but not too pro-Israel. Case in point, over the past couple of days, White House sources have been touting a new administration directive designed to combat what they see as the threat of Islamophobia. Okay, coming up after the break, Yemen's Iran-backed Houthi rebels claim responsibility for a series of missile and drone strikes against Israel. But 
Did Yemen officially declare war on Israel? Plus, a significant breakthrough at the Rafah crossing in Gaza as hundreds of foreign nationals, including Americans, finally get a chance to leave. I'll be right back. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, healthcare preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash Mike. That's trustandwill.com slash Mike. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. Now, you may have seen reports floating around over the past 24 hours that the nation of Yemen has officially declared war on Israel. That sounds like a pretty big deal, but I'm going to explain why that's not exactly accurate. But first, let's look at the facts. This week, the Houthis, that's the Iran-supported Shiite group vying for power in Yemen's nine-year civil war, they openly confirmed for the first time that they're responsible for a series of missile and drone strikes against Israel. It was a poorly kept secret, to be sure, but it's, it's nice that they've officially owned up to it. From the heart of Yemen in its capital, Sana'a, a Houthi military spokesman vowed to open up a new front in the Israel-Hamas war, announcing, quote, Our armed forces have launched a large batch of ballistic and cruise missiles and a significant number of drones on various Israeli targets in the occupied territories, end quote. This acknowledgment follows weeks of attacks by the Houthis on Israel. This Tuesday saw their most serious attack, a salvo of ballistic missiles. From the war's inception on October 7th, they've launched three drone and missile operations directed at Israeli territory with the stated objective of helping Hamas to victory. It's worth noting that none of these missile or drone strikes reached their intended targets. All of them were intercepted before entering Israeli airspace. Given that Yemen sits roughly 800 miles from Israel, at the southwestern tip of the Arabian Peninsula, the chances of the Houthis hitting their mark is, to be fair, minimal. However, that doesn't mean these attacks aren't dangerous. In response, Israel has deployed naval vessels to the Red Sea, reinforcing its position there and gearing up to counter further attacks. So, who exactly are the Houthis? Well, as mentioned, they're an Iran-aligned Shiite militia, holding significant territories in Yemen, including its capital, Sana'a. And just in case there was any doubt as to their objectives, their official motto, yes, they have an official motto, declares, God is great, death to America, death to Israel, curse on the Jews, victory to Islam. Again, as with Iran and Hamas clearly stating their intention to destroy Israel, sometimes you should take people at their word and respond accordingly. So, now while it may appear that Yemen has initiated a state-level conflict with Israel, it's critical to understand that while they control the nation's capital, 
the Houthis don't represent the official Yemeni government. In many ways, this is no different than the rhetoric we've seen from Hamas or Hezbollah. In reality, they're all simply mouthpieces for Iran. Okay, I wanted to give an update on a story we've been closely following here at the PDB, and that's the plight of the hundreds of foreign nationals stranded in the Gaza Strip. As we reported earlier this week, there are hundreds of foreign nationals waiting at the Rafah crossing with Egypt, including hundreds of Americans, unable to leave due to restrictions imposed by Hamas. However, there's now some good news. A significant negotiation breakthrough has led to the opening of the crossing, and after talks involving Egypt, Hamas, and Israel, they've agreed to allow up to 500 people to cross daily. Just yesterday, the Rafa border crossing witnessed a flurry of activity, marking the first time since October 7th that foreign passport holders could depart from Gaza. Now, as per Reuters, at least 320 of these passport holders have made their way into Egypt from Gaza. The U.S. State Department has verified that at least some of the people waving goodbye to Gaza were American citizens, though they stopped short of providing exact figures. An estimated 400 American citizens, according to the State Department, remain stranded in Gaza. To help coordinate this exit, the State Department is actively reaching out. U.S. citizens and their families in Gaza will receive specific departure dates and detailed instructions on the departure process. All right, in today's Back of the Brief, recent data shows that Venezuelans now make up the largest group of migrants entering the United States from our southern border. But that doesn't tell the whole story. And there's a surprising group of immigrants braving the treacherous Darien Gap to reach the U.S. More on that when I come back. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. 
Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Welcome back. In today's Back of the Brief, I wanted to touch on the shifting demographics at America's southern border. The landscape of illegal border crossings has undergone a notable transformation over the past year. As we've reported previously, for the first time on record, Venezuelans have taken the lead as the largest nationality arrested for illegal entries. But there's another revelation. Nestled further down our list, Chinese nationals have emerged as the fourth largest group. They follow Venezuelans, Ecuadorians, and Haitians in navigating the perilous Darien Gap during the first nine months of this year. Border Patrol statistics bring this trend into sharper focus. From January to September, officers apprehended 22,187 Chinese individuals attempting illegal border crossings from Mexico. That's a staggering surge, nearly 13 times the figure from the same span in 2022. So, what are the underlying reasons? Interviews by the Associated Press with these Chinese immigrants reveal a common thread. It's a desire to flee an oppressive political environment and dim economic horizons in their own homeland. Uh, look, I've, I've spent most of my adult life overseas, often in difficult and challenging environments. One of the things that, that always struck me was that, and this, this will sound hokey uh, if we still use the word hokey, but people overseas in poor or impoverished countries really do view America as the land of opportunity. They may not be able to explain it in that many words, but I ran into countless people in a variety of difficult environments who genuinely believed that America was the place where you could have hope, where if you worked hard, you could have a better life. So we can definitely empathize with people genuinely attempting to cross the border and come to America for a better future whether they're Chinese, Venezuelans, or whomever. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't have a controlled, secure border process. And we've talked about this before on the PDB. We can have a logical, fair immigration system that is welcoming, while also having a border control system that allows us to monitor and vet who is attempting to enter the country. It shouldn't be rocket science for the administration, no matter what administration is in charge, to understand that their primary directive is the safety of their citizens. And you can't ensure the safety of your citizens if you don't know who is entering your country. That would, of course, be why every other nation maintains border controls. Now, Americans were advised by the FBI director and other Homeland Security officials just this week that there is a serious increased threat of terrorism as a result of the Middle East conflict. At the same time, government statistics show an alarming increase in the number of special interest aliens crossing the border, individuals from countries such as Iran, Yemen, and Syria. And that number is just known encounters. The government, in reality, has no idea how many special interest aliens are included in the estimated one and a half million known Godaways over the past couple of years. So, while we are told to be vigilant by the administration to the threat of terrorism, the administration appears to be anything but vigilant when it comes to securing our borders. That's what, here at the PDB, 
we would call a disconnect. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Thursday to November. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at thefirsttv.com. I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's A-A-H dot com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions.